All right, here we are. Welcome to another Grit and Grand Basketball podcast. I'm your host, as always, David Sago, with Thomas Arnold. Hey. And Jose Garcia Vidal. Hi, ho. Hi. We are back to recap the last two playoff games we've had. Two? It is two, right? Was there a third one? Yeah, we were, two, we were one. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just two? Wait. Yeah, it was tied, right? And and then it was tied again. It's three. <laughs> it's three. Wow. It's yeah, three. There one, was one yeah. on the night we recorded. There was a game on the yeah. night we recorded. Yeah, um, yeah. we're not going to recap that game. <laughs> no point. Uh, not for bias reasons, uh, but for mm. time reasons. Um, and But before we start, We've got some news, big news, listeners. Um, we're going to be bringing the Grit and Grind Basketball podcast to a close. Um, so after the season finishes, when the last ball's been bounced, the last shot's been taken, the last flop has been flopped, all right? The last tech has been teched, <laughs> and the confetti's fallen, and the champion's been announced. Uh, we're going to be closing our doors. Uh, we'll do a couple of uh, off-season episodes-esque, off-season-esque episodes, I'll mm-hmm. say, and then um, and then we'll we will we'll depart. We'll, we'll walk off into the sunset um, after what five long years? Wow, five long years, um, five good years. This this the, it was so different before. I mean, LeBron was one of the top scorers in the league. Um, KD was one of the top scorers in the league back then. Um, Steph Curry was in the finals. Uh, so much has changed. You know, so, so much. much has changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that's what it is. Uh, feel free to get us on social media. Um, send us some, some messages, some kind messages, or, or, or some not so kind messages. Say good riddance. Um, Shit on us, go for across it. Across socials. <laughs> Dude, it. Um, and yeah, that's that. With that said, we are going to get into our recaps. Um, so just to, just to touch on game three. Um, Celtics won game three, right? That was um, first game in Boston. Uh, I think they went up early. Yes, they went up early. Yeah. Uh, that was the last game that Kevon Looney started in the series. Um, they punched the Warriors in the mouth. I think the Warriors bring it back in the third quarter, as always. And then um, the Celtics are able to pull away late. Yeah, it, was, was, yeah, it wasn't a blowout game three, was it? No. It was a 116-100 win, but yeah. Um, I really do not remember that game. <laughs> it's been ages. It it feels like ages. Um, game four. Game four. Basically, the season on the line for the Warriors. Um, as I said, Kevon Looney's dropped from the starting lineup. They bring in Otto Porter Jr. to start so that they can have a scoring punch in the first quarter because they'd had two bad first quarters in a row, maybe even three. Um, 
and then we start to see some 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 hoops um i thought this was one of the best playoff games i've watched for for at least a week at least a week and a half <laughs> yeah i mean well, steph, because, right steph yes because steph, steph scored 43 yeah that's the story um yeah. but it wasn't like he because often when steph scores big he dominates one quarter right he'll come out in the third and have 15 16 17 18 he was pretty consistent throughout each quarter in this um, in this game. I think he had something like seven or eight at the end of the first, um, hitting a couple of big threes. One where Boston called a timeout yeah. and he's basically circling <laughs> TD Garden, um, yelling and talking his stuff, uh, which we don't we don't always see that kind of passion from Steph. Normally, it's a bit more of a cockiness and arrogance, a, a dance and a step. Um, but he was, it was fire, fire in his belly to the, that, that night. Yeah, I was going to see yeah. him play like that. Um, and until that point, Draymond was still playing like shit. So, uh, <laughs> not scoring because he, he was still doing something else, obviously. But yeah, no, it was, it was great to see Steph playing that well. Um, and you could already see like Wiggins starting to show, uh, what he, you know, what eventually did really well on the, on the last game that we're going to talk about in a second, but, um, I think Wiggins has been such a good factor um, this entire series. Like he's he's shown why, like he it it took a long time, but eventually he showed why he got picked uh, number one, right? Yeah, number one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah yes. Yeah, double double that game. Rebounds. Yeah, sixteen. Yeah, sixteen rebounds, seventeen points. Seventeen points, sixteen rebounds. Yeah, absolutely madness. Madness. And um, of course. Um, being the primary defender on Jason Tatum. Uh, and that's the other side of the, the story, right? Tatum um, had a poor game shooting the ball in game three. Um, he didn't compensate for that like he did in game one with um, double-digit assists. I think he had four. Mm. Um, and more importantly, six. a bunch of turnovers. Oh, six. Okay. Yeah. Um, but 11 rebounds. So it's very close to a triple-double, but yeah. Um, um, visually, it doesn't look, didn't look um, dominating. And that's, I, I find that interesting, right? That I think I feel like in both of the last two games, uh, game three was the one where he got to the rim a lot, and I think the the Celtics got to the rim a lot in general. Um, in game three, Tatum, yeah, I remember having a bunch of layups, um, but outside of that one game. I feel like uh, Tatum and the Celtics in general have struggled to score in the paint, uh, continuing the, the theme of the first two games that we spoke about last week. Um, and I don't know, to me, Tatum, as good as he is, and he is incredible, mm. I, I feel like he would be so much better as a number two. And I don't mean a number two as in like, you know, Robin to Batman. I mean like 1A, 1B where he has he's playing with someone like Luca. You know, like what the Celtics have. I feel like he's more Paul George than he mm. is Kawhi. Wow. And by that, which is no slight, like Paul George is borderline top 10, Tatum is as well. Um, but I feel like if he played with someone like Luca, if he played with someone like LeBron, um, 
where they run the offense and his role in the offense is to score, I think he, 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 it would make the game so much easier for him. Um, I just uh, don't think he quite, and he could develop them and he is developing them. He has um, shown great improvements in these areas, but um, his ISO game isn't great for for all of the prettiness to his footwork and everything mm. um when you look at the efficiency his actual one-on-one isolation scoring isn't on the level of the Kawhis and the kevin durant's uh, or even the lebron's um and luka Doncic's um in terms of points per possession um and his catch and shoot jumper is just magnificent <laughs> Like whenever he's struggling in these games, he'll find a way to get a catch and shoot jumper and it's just easy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if he had someone creating those opportunities for him, it, the game would just be so much easier. So much easier. Yeah, but it's funny because you're kind of bringing a point that I was going to make or talk about for game four. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like it, 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 do, it does apply for the entire series, but and also game three. Um, which I think one of the reason, reasons why the Celtics are now 3-2 down is that they're lacking an actual it's just like an actual point guard in a more like classic call, you know, classic yeah. sense. Uh, like somebody that can just slow the game down when it needs to be slowed down. Like a, I was gonna say like a Chris Paul, right? Like somebody that, that has a feel for setting up the team on offense and, and making sure that can read the game. So they almost yeah, you, know, you know, yeah, they've got. Um, they've got Smart, they've got um, Brown, they've got Taylor that can play sort of point guard, hybrid point guard position sort of thing that they bring the ball up. But it feels like, you know, all the turnovers they, they're having, like all these mm. bad decisions they, they take on offense. I think this is where they, that's what's missing for the Celtics to take yeah. the next step. That if they can bring somebody in, maybe if we still don't know who's going to win this title, but it mm. might be over on Thursday night. It might be over as well. It'll be over by Sunday, but um, if if and I know it's looking into next season, but if I were the the Celtics GM, I'll look into bringing a point guard, like a, a, a an old school point guard, almost to run that offense. And then if it's somebody that can score a bunch of points, great, and then help um, alleviate that duty for for Tatum, maybe not hundred yeah. percent of the game, but yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you. That's, I think that's fair. To say he could benefit. Yeah, I, th- I just think I, 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 yeah. I mean, it, you make a really good point there. I think so. The way you see Tatum is, it's more of a like. I, when you were talking, his catch shooting great. Catch and shoot, sorry, is great. Um, his ISO one is not great. Um, so you, you kind of describing uh, Clay Thompson there as well, you know, but. Clay has that Steph next to him, right? That, and, mm-hmm. and Clay is just a perfect complement, and he takes over games easy without dribbling. Uh, mm-hmm. And and he could do he could easily be another Clay, right? Um, mm-hmm. The thing is, he's not going to be Clay ever because he's got a supermax mega good. contract, right? And he's too yeah. good. He's he's yeah. arguably better than Clay and has more resources than Clay, right? Oh, sure. But yeah. but he he could, yeah, I, I agree. Like maybe in a few years, if he doesn't get a title. Uh, he can start to think of taking a different role, you know, as so many players, so many other players have done. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think it's going to happen in Boston, though. Mm. Uh, right, right. Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, yeah. Yeah, and like obviously was, I'm not yeah. I'm not 
suggesting trades. I'm just saying, like, as far as yeah. the game goes and the way that it's developing and things like Definitely. that, um, I just see him in that in that way, in that sense, um, rather than as someone who should have the ball in his hands all the time. Yeah, makes sense. Um, makes sense. Yeah, and he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't. The uh, assists on Boston are always well spread out. They're well distributed, and um, their ball movement is one of the reasons why they improved so much from whenever they flipped the switch. Was it January or whatever it was um, when they were a 500 team? Um, their, yeah, their ball movement picked up. Derek White sort of gave them another unselfish player on offense and that sort of helped them um, yeah. share and distribute the, the ball a bit better. Uh, but their offense, it, that stops a lot of the time uh, late game. Uh, and uh, LeBron even tweeted about it saying bad offense. It was about this game, actually, game three. Uh, not bad offense, sorry. Um, bad shot selection against the Warriors equals um, skull face emoji equals death. <laughs> um, and, and that's what we saw, right? They were able to squeeze them um, with their defense on the, uh, on the Celtics offensive end. And... Uh, hold them to only 94 points. Um, was it? Oh, no, sorry. That's game four. Uh, hold them to only uh, 97 points in game yep. three. Um, and game four was the one where Tatum had the, the six turnovers um, to his six assists. Not a good ratio. Um, but it definitely wasn't all on him. He shot the ball well, um, but we started to see that regression to the mean for Derek White, for Grant Williams, for Al Horford, where they they weren't making the shots at the high clip that they were um, prior to, mm. prior to that. Uh, Marcus Smart as well, um, but I feel like with Game Three, the the Warriors just really, really wanted it. They really wanted it. They were really um, they were aware of the stakes of the game and they played like it. Uh, and then I, I don't, although the game, the match, the game stayed close um, throughout. Uh, I never got the impression that Boston was in a dog fight. Like they, that they knew they were in a dog fight. They, yeah. they didn't seem desperate at any point. Whereas I feel like the, the Warriors played with their urgency. I don't know if it feels like the Celtics are, almost running out of gas um, in every game now, which is really weird. Really, really weird. Um, I don't know. Maybe the path to the finals was harder. I have no idea, but it feels like they... Uh, game seven's in their last two series, isn't it? True. Yeah. The, the little injuries to Robert Williams and Marcus Smart. But they do say mm. by this point in the playoffs, everyone's everyone's got True. something right True. i feel like in these last two games uh robert williams has really emerged as super important for the celtics absolutely but the last game he wasn't such factor was he i mean the two big men on the last game I just, I, yeah it didn't happen for them well, um, on the yeah. offensive end but on the defensive end um yeah 
Williams has been. You can tell that they feel his presence. They don't yeah. just go in with reckless abandon. I think the last game a little bit more, but um, game three for sure, it was like they were hearing footsteps. They were <laughs> they were adjusting their shots. They were um, being very weary of going in against him. Mm. Well, uh, yeah, it's it's really weird because again, like jumping ahead to game five, but <laughs> like Williams played thirty minutes, but still got mm. the, the Celtics got outscored in the paint by like sixteen, four, fourteen, something like that. I can't remember sixteen points. So that's a problem in the last game. Though. Yeah, like, yeah. That's the, saving it for last game. But um, yeah, the, the before that defensively, he's he's been making a difference, right? Like every time, uh, I think when Draymond was trying to attack the the basket, he would just get blocked and sent back home. So it's just, <laughs> and he's yeah. play, he, Williams is playing injured as well. Like he's still recovering from, yeah. uh, I believe it's a shoulder injury. The shoulder, yeah. Robert Williams is yeah. the knee. That's the knee, sorry. Confusing me. Um, so yeah, not the best way to play, but he's powering through apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, might be your first and last opportunity to win the title. So you play through the pain, through the pain, through the pain. No. <laughs> um, and then the other high profile thing that happened in this game besides Steph with the buckets and more buckets is um, the benching of Draymond right but late in yeah. the was it late it was maybe the seven minute mark of the fourth quarter something like that um, Draymond gets taken out and doesn't come back in until about the third minute Um. And in that period, the Warriors really start to um, really start to put their foot on the gas and, and are able to, um, I think they turn up the defense. When it gets to about the five minute mark, the Celtics barely score another bucket. Uh, like I think they maybe have two field goals until it's like a double digit game. Uh, I can't remember what the first one was, but the second one was definitely that. Um, I think it was a three from someone. I can't, it might have been Jalen Brown or Tatum. And um, the last one was the Marcus Smart three, um, just where the the wing meets the corner. Off, I think it was off an offensive rebound or a double team of Tatum. And that felt like a real gut punch, right? The, I think it put the uh, it put the Celtics up. Um, up by a little bit and that felt like one of those shots that you look back on at the end of the game and you're like yeah that was the turning point where they got this big bucket the crowd came into the game and the the Warriors weren't able to stem it but they call a timeout um come back in and like that was their 94th point and I think they were at four I think it was 1994 and they literally only scored three more points the rest of the game (laughs) Um, Steph hits a, a two, a running float, a two. Um, he hits that um, size up three on Derek White. Uh, I think Clay has a shot. Um, Wiggins at, at put back, Wiggins something like that. And I think they went on a run, yeah, like the a game. quick run after that. But yeah. Yeah. And that's the game. Like, what was it, 17 to... 17 to 3 or something like that to end the game. And you don't recover from those. Um, mm-hmm. So that was that. They force a game four. 
and then we have um that game last night which was weird did you guys manage to watch the whole thing there was it was a whole thing but i i watched like very um ex- very extended highlights mm-hmm. uh yeah I, I think it was so many wrong so many things went wrong for boston yesterday um eight, 18 turnovers against yep. six yeah um tatum only scored five points in the last quarter but overall, Tatum has been scoring five of twenty-one in the fourth quarter in the whole series. So that's just mm-hmm. really bad for a franchise player. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I was listening to Ime Yudoka's interview, and I need just summarize what happened to the Celtics all platform, all the playoffs um, during the, the entire playoffs. It's just consistency, right? So they were seven and zero after they they lost the game. Uh, right, and it's the first game they lose after losing, so back to back games in this postseason. Yeah, but they just lack consistency. So it's great that you can recover and bounce back and win after a loss, but they haven't they, they struggled to win two games in a row, and yeah. that's the problem, isn't it? So, yeah. and, and that's what happened. So, this quarter was basically this quarter, so this, this game was like a mini version of the playoffs. They did mm-hmm. really well in the third, really well against the mm-hmm. Warriors that were consistently good in the third. Yeah, and in the fourth quarter they just choke, mm. so they lack consistency. So, I think this is this is one of the things that is it is it experience maybe fighting the like m- making them you know lose that focus potentially because because I, I said it before the the series started the Warriors are so much more experienced. So, I think mm-hmm. it was a perfect storm for the Celtics game. They were m- maybe a bit cocky, thinking yeah we got this in the bag because we lost. You know we always bounce back. They didn't. Mm. Well, there's the, there's the whole discussion online about um, people saying they they may have, well, by they I mean uh, the big three, big Celtics three, which is Tatum, Smart, and, and Brown. They may have spent, you know, gave it all just to be on top at the end of the third quarter. So, like, by having this massive third quarter when they they mm-hmm. literally played out of their mind, I think they ran out of gas. Yeah, and then again, ran out of gas in the fourth quarter, and then you saw that what. Tatum what, one for five in the last in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, but th- then you can you can also argue like if you watch the highlights, the, the Wiggins defense on, on Tatum as well. Mm. Like he's he's, I think he shot like three or four air balls with yeah. Wiggins on him. Yeah, air balls like not just yeah. even like missing the shot. Like and then every single shot is taken again. Like like we say every year, they if it's uh, <laughs> bouncing back, mm. like sh- super short short shots. That means your legs are gone usually, mm-hmm. um, because you can't you can't really do much about that. So, to me, it was a, a case of them being tired. Plus, um, obviously, the Warriors being a great defensive team. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. And um, it was the same for Steph, right? It was the same for him. Mm-hmm. He he. It's the first playoff game he's ever played where he didn't make a three. Um, yep. And he also, I think it was three records that he that ended with him that night in a win, nonetheless. But um, consecutive playoff games with a three, um, consecutive playoff games making multiple threes, and then what was the third? Consecutive one? games making making a three, hundred thirty-two. Yeah, I feel like that was a, okay. Yeah, um, and yeah, so all of those streaks came to an end. Um, but his shots as well, similarly, were all short. Yeah. Every single one of them. 
Um, no air balls, but yeah, they were all short. They were all hitting front rim. Um, and he had some good looks. Like they they defended him well in the first um, first half, but in the second half, he managed to gain some good looks um, and just didn't knock them down. I mean, by that point, you don't have any kind of rhythm from three, so um, it becomes a bit more difficult. But um, I feel like in the first half, they were playing him so well that he was like, oh, okay, I'll just be a decoy. And I thought mm-hmm. that would sort of help him save his legs. But um, there was one point, I think it was in the, where was it? What side were they shooting towards? They were shooting towards the right. So it was in the first half. And um, he was he was being guarded by Marcus Smart. And he was like sort of running around. Um, he ran through the middle uh, and came down to the, the wing. And I was like, he's not really sprinting. Like normally when you yeah. see him and Clay coming off screens and running and all of that stuff, like, it's a sprint like they lose their man just off the off the intensity of the of the run of the cut of whatever it is he was just like eh, i'm just gonna come round down here maybe he knew he wasn't gonna get the ball and he was just playing um as a decoy um, i think so yeah but yeah i found it interesting that he wasn't like sprinting with the same intensity um and but yeah i definitely felt in the first half that with the lead that they had um, he was kind of like, oh well, I can just facilitate and be a be a distraction off the ball because really mm. the Warriors, the rest of those guys, Wiggins, Clay, um, Draymond was getting buckets. <laughs> uh, I think he had eight, all of his eight points in the first half. Eight points in the first, yeah, yeah, most of them even in the first quarter, I think. Um, yeah. Well, you know, he reacted to his mom's tweet, like when your mom tells you you suck. <laughs> You, you get you get either you get um you know you you react to it and you, and you, you know you, you get all depressive and stuff um uh which maybe he did but he just went out and talked about it in his podcast and and then he performed so hey he wanted to make his mama proud right so good for him so yeah, yeah. yeah no mm-hmm. but and, and he was defending really well i i really start that the celtics um scored one in uh, one in ten shots that Draymond contested so wow. he was playing his defense mm. like that that's that, that's what he does right so one in ten mm. that's fantastic yeah um yeah but yeah no I was gonna say this is what's scary for the Celtics though this they've still lost the game with Curry shooting poorly and being yes. kind of non-influential on the game right yes um and clay being average yeah. but Draymond playing well and Wiggins playing extremely well. So it's it's kind yeah. of worrying to me that that's why I was saying, you know, Warriors in six. And now I'm even more confident there's going to be Warriors in six. But wow. because we're going to, we'll, we'll get Clay, game six Clay coming up. <laughs> plus Steph Curry is a revenge. So it's like, yeah. oof. And, and Poole wasn't a factor either, this game. And Poole, yeah. You had Gary Payton scoring 14, 15, 15 points. 15, 14, you know? yeah. yeah. So Ga- really for Gary Payton to score 15, that means he needs to step up. And yeah. Poole wasn't a factor and Curry wasn't a factor. So these guys come come out, come back and, and have it, you know, whatever three-pointers game and that's it. Game over, right? Yeah. Yeah, especially yeah. when they put... What was the average for, for game five? They, they shot like 20% from three or something like that? It's like some, is, that some, the, is that the Warriors? The, the Warriors, yeah. Yeah, it was nine for 40, 22.5%. Oh, oh, God. Wow. And they still, and they still yeah. won the game. That's that's what I'm saying. Comfortably. Like, 
comfortably. And it's like it's so this it's, is a missed opportunity for the Celtics, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was theirs to 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 come and grab. You know, it's like it's. I still think when I saw the the highlights again, and I saw them creeping back into the game and taking, um, you know, taking over in the th- was in the third or in the fourth quarter. That suddenly they were like a bite to, uh, can't remember exactly what it was. But... Uh, so the the Celtics, Celtics the yeah. Celtics took over in the third quarter, and I was like, oh god, this is one of those games that's going to be like you know those runaway suddenly like the other team come by a shot and like suddenly you're up by 10, 15, 16, and you're like. Uh, that's what I thought we'll, we'll be seeing, but then now somehow, even though the the, the two of the the star the two players that are supposed to be your your offensive firepower, they're just not happening, and they, you still lost that games. To me, it's like it it tells a lot, you know, uh, mm. about what's happened there. It's it's more. I'm not saying the the Warriors should have not won that game. I'm just saying the Celtics maybe. With the turnovers and with, um, yeah, the like being super tired. I don't know. It's it's yeah. It's just shocking to me that shocking. Yeah. That but but the the Warriors have fifty points in the paint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they did so, they did they overscore them by sixteen, right? So what? Do you, yeah. So so yeah, fourteen. So what? 14. Why you're the Celtics and these guys are not having a good three point game and you still. Defending the three-pointer, as in, like, these guys, these guys are killing so, so you forget about the pain, so what's happening? It's it's a tricky situation with that, yeah. though, isn't it? Because you also, you don't want to be like, oh, they're missing tonight, and then <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just start yeah, giving up open jumpers warriors, to right? play. Yeah. Um, you can't the invite them of, to, to shoot threes, right? Yeah. Exactly. The one part of um, Wiggins' game that wasn't on was his three-point shot. Uh, I think it was over six. And I thought they were smart for giving him the looks that they gave him. Like if he was the one shooting it when they were scrambling on defense, they would just sort of be like, okay, well, if he makes it, he makes it type of thing. Um, But yeah, I mean, you still, I think you still guard Steph Curry like he's Steph Curry and you still guard Clay Thompson like he's Clay Thompson. But did you see how, did you see the, the, the Wiggins highlights though, the way he played and how smart he was about it? Mm. Because he, every single shot he took was like a mid range yeah. Um, shooting over was it White defending on him? Yeah, smaller defenders. Yeah, and White, White, like it was like who was it? There's a video I watched on YouTube earlier on. It's the guy was like it was just like sh- shooting over a chair, basically. Mm. That's just how it was. Like even though White can move and can play decent yeah. defense, like he was just like turn like j- mid range turnaround jumpers. He was just like the guy was just there, and Wiggins was. Yeah, you know, but he, he has a lot of elevation on his jump shot. Yeah, um, and then he, he was aggressive to to the basket and attacking the basket as well. A lot. Yeah, uh, threw down a, a really nice dunk in the fourth, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's what I mean about it's obviously a more extreme case, but that's kind of what I mean about the the Tatum thing. Wiggins um, being the number one overall pick, trying to carry a Timberwolves franchise, it's just like. He was completely miscast in that role. Yeah. But as a third or fourth option, all of a sudden you have a player who, if he really needs to, can create a shot for himself. Um, but ultimately is just gonna cut hard, get on the re- get on the glass, um, and can just do the little things on offense that allow yeah. him to score um to where he can have a night like last night, um yeah. despite 
taking so few like he ended up taking 23 shots but it wasn't like he was like he ended up taking the most shots on the Warriors but it was more just out of opportunity rather than forcing anything yeah and when you're further down the pecking order those opportunities get created for you by the players that take the most shots in general so I, I think um that he's just perfect in this role he's perfect in this role nothing to add on that <laughs> yeah <laughs> some, sometimes that's all you need right you need to find where to fit in you might be a great player but it just if the system's not set up to help you shine so mm. like a better description um yeah you mm. might you will get lost in, into that system so mm. i'm glad i'm glad he's finally proven that he wasn't a, a bust as a number one right because there's a lot of chat around that not being the biggest but as number one but at least being a very big disappointment i think yeah you know the he just had to find his his team and his style so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for to look it'll be interesting to look back at that draft and see where he would rank as far as as good as how he is compared to the others in that draft because uh, I think Jabari Parker was taken second after him. Yes. And he's damn near out of the league, right? Um, and then mm. obviously Embiid at three was the, the cream of the crop, but he only dropped because of the injury. Um, yeah. But yeah, it'd be interesting to take a look through the rest of those those players. Was that a tw- 2014? Already, yeah, 2014. Jeez. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, after Kai. Um, and then oh, we haven't right. mentioned much um, Jalen Brown. Uh, he had the real stinker. I think yeah. this was comfortably his worst game. Um, and again, I don't know if it's fatigue. He played 44 minutes and had played 40 plus the last uh, couple as well. Um, but uh, yeah, turning the ball over like crazy, couldn't make a three point shot, could barely make a two point shot. Um, got to the line a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I think his play was kind of indicative of the Celtics play overall um, yeah. and yeah they're going to need they're going to need him to get back to his close to his best um, to to avoid elimination but you look at the stats and it's like yeah he had a good game but then when you watch actually watch what he's done it's not they just no, I'm not going to say it's padding stats but it's just like they were not amounting to much right it was just like um, yeah i mean anti stats but i think the like the his field goal percentage was very telling like that tells the story of the game you look at tatum's game and it looks like he was actually efficient when when you watch the game it didn't feel like like you said three air balls if (laughs) there's no way to show how bad some of the misses were for for him um, and also the stat sheet doesn't tell you when those misses came. So uh, I think Tatum's stat line is a bit more deceptive. Um, granted, they both scored what they scored, uh, but in terms of field goal percentage and everything like that, Jalen Browns just shows that there was no way you can um, clean that up. It looked True. bad. True. Yeah. And it was bad. <laughs> um. But yeah, I guess that brings us to prediction time. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Is it over? 
Is it over? That is the big question. Um, we potentially have two more games. Um, but do we need two more games? Um, well, that's the thing. That's what you were saying. Well, I was always saying that they're so incons- inconsistent that we don't know. Like they might blow the, the Celtics might blow the Warriors by 35 in the next game and then go to game seven. <laughs> so we don't actually know what we're getting into from, from you know, from the, from the Celtics. Uh, I've heard a, a very interesting conspiracy, conspiracy theory this morning about how um, Adam Silver wasn't at game five because he had a health protocol. Well, we don't know. Apparently he's got COVID, but we don't know if he has COVID yeah. or we don't know if he's uh, a case, contact case thing, you know. Um, close so <laughs> Close contact, whatever. So they're saying now, if he's not back for game six, if they know then he's not coming back for game six to hand the trophy, they might extend it to game seven, you know, they, <laughs> and uh, if he's back for the game seven, well, if, if, it, if he's not back for game seven, the guy who's in charge of handing, hand, no, the guy who's in charge of handing the trophy is called, do you not know how he's called? Mm-hmm. Mark Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Celtics, Celtics in seven. Mark Tatum <laughs> handing the trophy to, <laughs> Chase the tent. Ah, come on. Hey. Oh my gosh. That is the most Reddit thing I've ever heard in my life. It's the most. <laughs> no, I, I heard it. I was like, okay, some people are like <laughs> stretching it to the max. Um, <laughs> no, uh, to, to me, my prediction is Warriors in six. I'll stick to my original wow. prediction. That was your original prediction. Damn, I'm sticking to that. Killing it. Ah, this year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At me on Friday morning. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think the Celtics are going to take this one. They're going back to Boston. Uh, they they they're taking Game Six. Sorry, not not the mm-hmm. whole championship. But I'm sticking to my prediction, which was Warriors in seven. Mm. Mm. Oh, it's tough. Um, have they got? I mean, they definitely have it in them to win in the game. There's no doubt about that. Um. It's just, a, again, a question of have they sort of, have they run out of gas, right? Have they got mm. the, the fight in them to to win one more um, and force that game seven? Because the thing is, for me, I, I picked the Warriors in seven. Uh, and I guess it had to happen this way if it was going to happen this way. Because um, if, if the Warriors had gone up 3-1 on the other hand or whatever, um, or if the Celtics have gone up 3-1, it probably ends before 7. But I don't know. I feel like the Warriors have just looked a lot better than the Celtics the last few games. Um, and I, and I, can't, I can't see the Celtics like winning in a blowout in the next game. I could definitely be wrong. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't see the series as being that close. Um, but I also think even if the Celtics win the next game in a close one, that puts a lot more pressure than you'd think on the Warriors to win in seven. Game seven in the finals at home is a real, real um, pressure cooker. Yeah. And I mean, if anyone can handle it, it's them. Um, I probably have less faith in Boston winning in seven on their home floor than I would the Warriors winning seven on their home floor. 
but it, it does become a toss-up, right? Mm. You go on a cold streak and that's it. <laughs> that could be it for the game. Um, so I think my, my heart wants, <laughs> wants Warriors in six just, just for, for the sake of nerves. Um, <laughs> and that's what I'm going to say. Even though, even though the Celtics could absolutely win the next game and, and force a seventh. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's not so much a prediction, more of a a wish. Blow out the candle. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what we're saying, we say we both say Warriors and six, and Jose saying Warriors and seven. Seven. Correct. Uh oh. So we all. Okay. Celtics fans are gonna clip this. Yeah, yeah. This well. is why the podcast is coming to a close because it's ass, and they always just pick Warriors and pick against the Celtics. <laughs> Boston and seven. Yeah, hopefully keep that, please. <laughs> Be amazing. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah. You don't got anything else? I'm good. I think I'm done here. <laughs> All right. It's gonna be fun. Gonna be interesting. Let's let's wrap things up there. Uh, so, as I said, get us on social media at Grit and Grind Pod. Uh, like, share, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast so that we can have good ratings for the rest of our days. Um, <laughs> I have been your host, David Sago. He has been Thomas Arnold. Goodbye. And he has been Jose Garcia Vidal. Bye bye. And we're at it. Yo, DJ Jaden.